Julian Edlow here for DraftKings. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. Conference tournaments, Final Four, to win it all, you name it, it's all available on the DK Sportsbook app. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code ROSS. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code ROSS. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccp.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort located in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario, bonus bets expire 160 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money Podcast presented, of course, by DraftKings Sportsbook. I'm Ross Tucker. Former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years. Now I got, I don't know, five podcasts over seven days. The Ross Tucker Football Podcast, really fun yesterday, debating the Chicago Bears, which is interesting because we have a guest today with me and Steve who will join us momentarily, Danny Parkins, who's the afternoon drive host at the wildly popular 670 The Score in Chicago. You can check me out on social media at Ross Tucker NFL. We are at Ross Tucker Pod. If you are more of a visual learner, you can always check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. In fact, really appreciate those of you that subscribe to the YouTube channel and then go ahead and give us the thumbs up. You can also always, and I mean always, comment, which is great. Really, really appreciate those of you that do that. You can check out Steve on social media as well, at Fezzik Sports. And Danny is at Danny Parkins. Want to bring on Danny for a couple of different reasons. One is because Danny likes to wager. And Danny likes to talk about wagering. So we'll talk a little bit about the NBA Finals with both him and Steve, little NFL futures. I do want to ask you this first, Danny, before we get into any of the other betting stuff. I had Greg Gabriel and Adam Rank on my Ross Tucker football podcast yesterday because I tweeted something I thought was just facts that the Bears have, you know, Justin Fields got hired by coach and GM on the hot seat. They have a new scheme, new offensive coaches. Their O-line is bottom five in the league. They're skilled players. Certainly their weapons are bottom five in the league. I am really sort of taken aback by how many Bears fans are, like, all upset about this and defensive about it. And I don't know. And and even Adam Rank and Gabriel, they were like, I don't agree with that. I mean, you're you talk about the Bears every day. Am I missing something? Like, is there anybody in the galaxy that would honestly dispute any of those four things? No, I don't think so. And thanks for having me on. I, I think the, the question is, what's your conclusion from those stated facts? Like if 
uh, if you're saying Justin Fields has the most difficult situation of any quarterback in the NFL this year, I agree with you. If you say that there are zero proven average or above average offensive linemen on the Bears, I agree with you. If you're saying that outside of Darnell Mooney, who I actually think is very, very good. He had 1,000 yards when he's a former fifth-round pick and Allen Robinson no-showed. Like, I, I think Mooney could be a stud. But outside of Darnell Mooney, they have no proven skill position talent. I'm with you. If your conclusion, though, is that Justin Fields is not long for Chicago because Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus didn't draft him, that's where I think it's a step too far. Like, Daniel Jones has gotten four years. Tua has gotten three. And I think the Dolphins situation is actually a pretty good comp here. Like, the Dolphins went out and Tua proofed their roster, basically. Like, if the Dolphins are bad this year with Jalen Waddle, with Mike Jasicki, with Tyreek Hill, with bringing in the running backs, with signing the left tackle, with hiring the offensive coach, then they'll get rid of Tua and they'll have a ready-made roster around whoever comes in at quarterback next year. The Bears are going to have $100 million in cap space next year. The Bears have the most dead cap money of any team in the NFL this year after trading Khalil Mack. So this roster is terrible, and anybody arguing otherwise is foolish. But unless the Bears like get the number one or number two pick in the draft and are staring in the face at one of the top quarterbacks in next year's draft, I think what's overwhelmingly likely to happen is next offseason they'll use a top ten pick on an offensive player either a receiver or a left tackle. And then they'll spend a ton of money on the offensive side of the ball in free agency and try to build around Justin Fields heading into year three in the NFL, year two with Matt Eberflus and Luke Getze. Here's my question. Let's say they win four or five games and they've got the second or third pick. And let's say because of the O-line, in part because of the O-line, in part because of the skill guys, Let's say Fields doesn't look good. I know you examine this every day. I know this is your your gig. And I know I talked about this yesterday on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. But you don't think there's going to be people calling your radio show and saying, look, I've watched him, Danny, for two years. He doesn't have it. He's not good. We need to use this pick on another kid. Oh, that is definitely in play. Like that That's the doomsday scenario. But if – you get, you know, Bryce Young, you know what I mean? If you're getting the number one quarterback prospect in a class, well, then okay. Like, that, it, it would be unfair to Fields because of how little he has to work with, but sometimes that happens, right? Like, Josh Rosen wasn't given every opportunity to be successful in Arizona. Then they had the opportunity to take Kyler Murray. Sorry. But, like, that's a pretty rare – it's rare to move on from – Guys, you trade first-round picks for and draft 11th overall in just two years. It's possible. It's on the board. But I think that they would literally have to have the first or second pick in the draft. And their schedule looks fairly favorable. Like, I think they're going to be bad. I think they're going to be a five- or a six-win team. But that probably has you picking six to ten. Nope, two, one, one or two. And if you're picking six to ten, then I think you're supporting Justin Fields. But if you're picking one, two, or even three, and that quarterback's staring you in the face, then yes, I absolutely think it's possible that they move on. 
Steve, I don't remember what we talked about a couple weeks ago, but I'm looking right now at DraftKings, and their season win total is six and a half. Now, it's minus 120 on the under, but I do not see them getting to seven wins, Steve. So freeze it. So you got Danny there in Chicago. You live near North, Danny? Where you live? Yeah, I just moved to the northern suburbs. Yeah. Fantastic. So we got we got Danny who has to be a little bit of a homer for Chicago because he knows he's going to take so much grief if he has a negative forecast for the Bears. This is very rare, and yet he is telling you the Bears are winning five or six wins. So the most biased, not even biased, but a guy that has every um, benefit of the doubt is he wants to give the Bears the benefit of the doubt because he doesn't want all the locals in Chicago to hate him. And he's telling you the Bears <laughs> under six and a half are a solid wager. The bottom line is the pros loved Bears under seven. That's where they opened. They banged the under seven and we're going to play under six and a half. It's going to close six. The Bears still suck. I have the memory of a goldfish. I don't look ahead more than one year because I, w- I just want cash bets this year. And I don't think it's far-fetched that the Bears win four games. You have to go under. Yeah, I mean, Danny, obviously you don't disagree. No, I, I I don't. I mean, like, the thing is, too, their defense is not going to be very good. There's there's a good chance that they trade Robert Quinn before the season starts. They already traded Khalil Mack, and Akeem Hicks is gone. And they tried to sign Larry Ogunjobi, uh, you know, a high-priced three-technique tackle, which apparently is, like, the key and catalyst for Matt Eberflus's system. And he flunked his physical. So, like, their number one target in free agency that tied up, like, the little cap money that they had in the seven-day period between where they agreed to terms and then the physical, he flunked it. They're starting two rookies in their secondary. It, it's it's not good. It, 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 it is not a good situation on either side of the ball. Now, if we were going to take a player prop, like, I, I think Darnell Mooney's going to have – 1300 receiving yards this year like i i think no place else to go well that's what i'm saying and and i i think he he kind of reminds me of stefan Diggs. like i i think he is a very very high ceiling player um but (laughs) that's not anything like you know what i mean like like maybe that's a gambling prop for people in, in the future but you you can have a receiver catch a lot of passes and have a lot of yards and have not a lot of wins so uh, if I was pointing to bright spots, I would point to Mooney. If I was pointing to reality, I'd point to a lot of losses. All right, here's my question for both of you guys. So, Steve, I know Danny also really likes college football. I think his wife went to Clemson or something, right, Danny? Your wife went to Clemson. Yep. Danny pays attention to college football. Why do we not really spend any time, Steve, or hardly any talking about college football season win totals? Like, I, in my head, I would feel like those lines probably aren't even as sharp and that there'd be more opportunity. And maybe just because the NFL has more juice than college football. But, Steve, I've never heard you even talk about college football season win totals. Why don't we look at that more? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. And the market is so much softer, whereas in the NFL – the good news is you can bet a lot. So circus sports right now, you can bet $10,000 on the Bears under. You can even play the alternative totals on the Bears under 7.5 or under 5.5 with big adjustments by circus. So they're saying bring it. 
the reason that really serious pros don't bet that much on college football totals, it's hard getting much down. A lot of the books have $500 limits. They know how uh, beatable those are. To use an example, a very well-known pro uh, handicapper, Dr. Bob, has had some um, eh, pretty much break-even years in college football after he got put in the Wall Street Journal uh, talking about how he was destroying college football, and he was during the regular season. Well, last year, I believe the good doctor went 11-0 in his college football totals recommendations, a much more beatable market, but smaller limits. So a couple of things. One is... Doesn't sound very smart of him to talk to the Wall Street Journal unless he's monetizing his his success somehow with being on a podcast or selling his picks or whatever. Secondly, what I'm hearing, Steve, tell me if I'm wrong. Most of the people that listen to this show or watch us on YouTube, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how many of them are putting down more than 500 bucks at bat. I mean, I'm sure there some are, but I what I'm hearing is. People listening, maybe we should do a college football season win total show and people should bet on them because I think most people are probably 100 bucks, 50 bucks, maybe 500 bucks. I don't know. Am I right, Steve? You're, you're spot on 100% right. So to, you know, to use an example, um, the public wants to know about the NFL. That's the, the king. So every single podcast, every time we're on air, we want to talk NFL. But the truth is, if you're just betting a nickel a game, you should be betting the WNBA. You should be betting the CFL, which, by the way, they changed all the rules and scoring is going to go up dramatically in the CFL this year. But um, that doesn't pay the bills, if you will, on podcasts and the like. And because of that, we talk NFL, where so much more people want to hear about it, including people that don't bet, frankly, that just enjoy it. Danny, do you do you hit up the college football season win totals or not really? Yeah, I mean – Guilty as charged. Not, not really. I, I will look at it, um, but I'm not, you know, could you handicap a fringe conference and find some edge? Yeah, you, you, defi- you definitely could. Um, I probably should, but I, I love gambling. I love gambling recreationally, and I'm firing into plenty of sharp markets when I fire into the NFL uh, I fire into every golf tournament. I fire into the NCAA tournament. Like I, I'm not as good of a uh, okay. Big East football this year. This team's got a win total of four and a half. I think they're going to win six. Like I'm. That's not. That's not really where I'm focusing my energy. But I, I probably should. I do have an NFL win total for you though. If you want Let's that. Hear it. Well, before actually before you get to that, Danny. Yeah. Here's uh, here's one. Thing. Speaking of firing up. Let your dads fire up their grills for Father's Day because they want steaks. And with Father's Day around the corner, there isn't a better gift than Omaha Steaks. Delicious, by the way. Visit omahasteaks.com. Type even in the search bar. Everybody's like, oh, what's your code, dude? What's your code? Even for Even Money Podcast in the search bar and order the Dads Want Steaks package. Get this for Fezzik so he can't win his weight loss contest. For just $99, you get 16 mouth-watering entrees he's guaranteed to love. Smoky, tender, bacon-wrapped fillets. That's my jam right there. Gourmet jumbo franks. Air-chilled. I don't even know what air-chilled means. Sounds delicious. Boneless chicken breasts. 
delicious at caramel apple tartlets. This is a good ad to run right after Memorial Day. It was yesterday, and I had burgers and dogs on the grill. By the way, they will give you guys eight free Omaha Steaks burgers if you do this. Think about that. They're bigger than ever. They're six ounces. Nice. All right, so here's what you need to do. You get 16 entrees, four desserts. If you go to omahasteaks.com, keyword even. Do it. Nobody knows what to get their dad for Father's Day. Get him meat. Everybody will like it, even Fezzik. Danny's a dad. I think his kid's like three. That's what your kid should get you, Danny. I know he's into getting Father's Day gifts. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What is your season win total that you like, Danny, other than the Bears under, which is going to ruin your whole radio career because we're going to tell everybody you like the Bears under. Well, that's I got to overcompensate because I, <laughs> I, I bought a Mitch Trubisky 200 to 1 MVP future. So, you know, <laughs> I can go to either side of the equation. Um, I think this one's going to be pretty trendy. But the Ravens are a screaming over, aren't they? Like, I know the juice is on the over at nine and a half. I'd be interested in going over, like when Fezzik was talking about the adjusted totals that you can find at Circa, over on ten and a half. They were eight and three last year when they started getting ravaged by injuries. Mina Kimes just shared the stat the other day that, according to Football Outsiders, they were the most injured team in terms of starters' games missed in the last 20 years last year. They they start the season with four straight games against the AFC East, and they get Buffalo at home. So if you're going to beat Buffalo, you'd think that you would be able to do it at home. But like the other the other teams in that division, I think they're pretty clearly better than. They're obviously better than Cleveland. They're obviously better than Pittsburgh. And Cincinnati feels right for a regression. And I was looking at like the advanced lines. I think week six through 12, they're favored in every game. So Vegas likes them on a week-to-week basis. They're going to be healthy. They were looking like a juggernaut last year before they were hurt. They opened with the AFC East. Obviously, a Lamar Jackson injury derails everything, but 10 wins? That's a 10-win team, man. That is a, That is a 10-win team this year. Steve, Danny, you said something. By the way, I agree with you, Danny. He said something interesting, Steve. Does like DraftKings do they make sure it matches up? Like now that they're now that every individual game is lined, do they make sure that like if the Ravens season win total is nine and a half, are the Ravens favored to win nine or ten of those games? Do they make sure that it's equitable, or is there an opportunity, Steve, to just be like, wait a minute? They're only they're favored in seven, but their win total is nine and a half, or vice versa. Okay, to answer your question, they don't completely match up, but I, you're taking the wrong direction here. It does irrelevant who's favored. If you're a three point favorite, that's not a win. That's point six of a win. You got to convert it to the money line on right. each and every game. 
So just because you're, you're, you're laying 10, that doesn't mean you win. That means you win 0.8 of those games. You, you add up all those decimals, boom, and theoretically it should match after you convert the money lines in each game to what the season win number is. Now, Danny's absolutely right. The Ravens should have been 10, and they opened too low at 9.5. Now, the Sharps have come in and played the over 9.5. It is 10, like Circa is 10 right now. So if you want to play over 11, by example, I've got the number right here. It's um, You do get plus 215, but they have to win 12 now for you to win that alternative total. But, you know, Dan, this is very illustrative because I'm going to give Danny an A and a C on the same prediction here. All right, because I, I think spot on his analysis is perfect. Uh, the Ravens are obviously better than Cleveland. Well, both those teams opened nine and a half. You know, the, 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 um, the market got it wrong on Baltimore. But here's where Danny gets the C. He should have been ask, asking you to be on the Ross Tucker podcast back in April when he could have indeed played the Ravens at uh, nine and a half. Because think about this. Everything Danny said I agree with, but everything he said was readily known and available, all that information at the end of April. So while we went up to Wilmette and 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 and, and feasted on our um, God, what's the name of that place? The Walker Brothers. So we had the we had our apple pancakes and our omelet and hung out with the family and then prayed at Baha'i Temple and had a good time on North North Chicago. We should have been betting Baltimore over nine and a half. That was an exceptional bet. Now it's just a good bet, but I'll still endorse it. Yeah, it's he fair. Does this to everybody, every, word, every word is fair. Every word is fair. <laughs> he, I, he does this to everybody. Which, no, uh, by the way, including the apple pancakes. Next week, we're talking about, um, you know, like kind of like betting 101 and, and how to start. I know what he's going to say, you got to get the line right away. Like, it's weird because most of the value, Steve, you talk about is for people that, don't have like normal lives. You know what I mean? Like most well, of what you say, Steve, that the way to win, it's like, oh, as soon as the line comes out, you know, just throw your kid in the corner and get it because you only have 10 minutes. In other words, Steve, like most of your advice for how to actually win, normal people can't really do. You're, you're spot on correct. And, and this is the ugly truth that no one really wants to hear is you've got, you know, tens of thousands of perfectly competent sports experts out there that are doing their best and giving out plays. And in the aggregate, they're going to lose. And why are they going to lose? Well, a lot of it is just price that the bottom line is if you give out a really good play after the number has moved, it's um, it's it, it, it clearly the best you're going to get of it is like a 60% play. And then let's say Baltimore is a 60% play at over nine and a half. Well, that, that would mean almost all the edge is gone by the time it goes to 10. And certainly if it goes to 10 and a half, heck, at 10 and a half, Lamar could get hurt. I'd lean under, even though I like, you know, over 10, half a game makes that much of a difference. Let's get to, um, I want to make sure we get NBA in uh, with the finals starting. Danny, obviously, I know you follow the NBA pretty closely. I know, Steve, you have some thoughts as well. Um, biggest takeaways, whether it's props or just the series or anything, Danny? Yeah, and I, I got to run in a minute, but I I do think I it's a narrative-based award, finals MVP. We've seen it time and time again. Steph Curry doesn't have one. Now, KD won it, okay? Andre Iguodala won it. That was a very, very shaky 
finals MVP vote, uh, given the stats that LeBron put up in, in that series, even though the Warriors ended up winning. Like, I, I don't see a scenario where the Warriors win and Steph Curry doesn't win finals MVP. And I saw like a plus 120 that was still on the board. So like if if you if you think the Warriors are gonna win, I don't think you should be betting the Warriors to win the series. And you'd say, well, what about the other guys? Well, Draymond's 14 to one. He's not gonna be guarding Tatum. So I don't, I mean, unless he averages a triple double for the series, I I have a hard time imagining a scenario where Draymond wins finals MVP. Is Clay gonna outshoot Steph four out of seven times? It's possible. I feel like it's fairly unlikely. If you wanted a long shot, Andrew Wiggins is going to be the guy on Tatum. I think the majority of the time, I don't think he's going to have that much success, but 40 to one, you could sprinkle a little something on there. I do think the Warriors are going to win the series, but I'm much more comfortable just betting Steph Curry at plus money for finals MVP. Check him out on social media at Danny Parkins. Danny, you're the man. Got to get you on more often. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks, guys. Sorry, I have to run anytime. Let's do it again. No, no worries. What did you think, Steve, of Danny's uh, breakdown right there of, hey, bet the MVP rather than the Warriors to win because of the odds? I think it's excellent to use Curry as a proxy for a Golden State. I would certainly recommend that. I wish that Curry didn't win the Western Conference MVP um, finals because, you know, that takes away a little bit because he did get some hardware. But the bottom line is, of course, he's the face of the Warriors. He hasn't gotten the MVP. I got a kick out of Danny discussing Draymond Green. Uh, it's a little bit too much, you know, hitting the ice cream truck the last five years for him to be in discussion for any um, award, right? Um, it really comes down to uh, even if Wiggins is deserving or Clay Thompson, the bottom line is the only way Golden State's going to win this series is if Steph plays well. And if Steph plays well, they'll give it to him. I like that, plus the dollar $1.20. I'll endorse that. Nice. Okay. Um, anything else, Steve, NBA finals related that you definitely want to discuss? You know, I think this is a fascinating NBA finals because it's not clear who the better team is. And in fact, I tell you this, Ross, whoever wins, everyone's going to say, oh, well, that was the better team. But you look at the experience of Golden State and you could make the case Golden State has four of the five, you know, possibly best players on the court. Um, then again, Boston has the length and Tatum is certainly becoming a superstar and what Boston has done, they've dispatched three contenders. I mean, you've got to say, you know, that Brooklyn certainly, um, coming in was considered to be a contender and then, you know, beating Milwaukee and Miami, their path has been so difficult. You got to give credit to Boston should be a great series. Boston's in a bad spot game one. Um, with, you know, less rest and having to do more travel. So I would lean Golden State game one. I'll probably look to bet Boston all the other games. Uh, I want to get to one email question because we get a lot, Steve. We get a lot for you, which is awesome. By the way, anybody can ever ask Steve a question. Just email me, ross at rosstucker.com. In the subject line, put ask Steve or even money or something. And if you want to make sure that your email goes to the top of the queue, take advantage of one of the sponsors like Omaha Steaks and forward that to me when you ask your question. Then you'll go right to the top of the line. It's time to ask Steve, Brian. 
Ever wanted to ask a professional sports better a question? It's time to Ask Steve. All right, Steve, this comes to us from Bob. And Bob got a, uh, a, a gift. I think this might have been for Mother's Day from myfrontpagestory.com. And he sent in his receipt, which is awesome. He said, I was really impressed. Very unique gift idea. I never would have thought of. Love it. Myfrontpagestory.com. His question, he said it's an off-season question. At the end of the 2021 season, in likelihood, if you pinned him down about his power ratings, he would probably tell you something like the Bills or Chiefs finished the best at plus nine and Jacksonville was the worst at minus nine. He said numbers are just guesses, but probably very close. When the 2022 season opens, the teams will be much closer probably 14 points between top and bottom. His question is, how does he come up with that? Does he just assume the top teams regress and the bottom teams get better? Does he use preseason results in his ratings? I guess he wants to he wants to understand how the difference between your end of the season power ratings and your start of the next season power ratings. Yeah, complicated question. Certainly regression. You know, I'll, I'll say the key of regression are football outsiders who do a fantastic job with what they do. But these guys bow to the, the, the regression god in terms of they expect every 13-win team to go back to a 10-win team and every two-win team to rise up to a six-win team. And I'm not willing to go that far in terms of regression model. But all things being equal – if you told me a team won 12 games last year, I'd say they're probably going to win 10, maybe 11. You know, would be my over-under. If a team only wins four, I'll raise them up to six. I'll basically add or subtract two games from the edges. So in terms of by the end of the year, I had the, my Giants, were the I, from memory, were the worst team in the NFL. They're minus 12 and a half in my power rating by the end of the year with everything that went wrong. Well, my Giants power rating right now, I think, is right around like minus four and a half. So, um, you know, good draft, new attitude. Um, they quit on their coach. You have to look team by team in terms of the, spe- of the specifics of where you would move the numbers. But all things being equal, you know, if you want a first draft, I would say assume a team moves halfway back towards 500, almost halfway back. So a four win team, I would expect would win about six games the following year. Interesting. So it's nothing to do with specific offseason moves or whatever. It's just basically a regression play. Well, that's um, the start. That's the starting point. And then you'd look at all the moves they made and the like, and then you have to adjust based upon that. We talked about the Bears and how there's nothing to be optimistic about the Bears. So we really probably shouldn't move the Bears upward at all versus last year. What a fun episode. That was awesome. Uh, this is why everybody needs to listen to the Even Money Podcast year-round. Next week, Steve is going to tell you how to gamble correctly if you are a novice. We'll get into the NFL win total numbers, inflating. Every game is lined. Steve will dive in a little bit more to the CFL rule changes. It's going to be an awesome episode next week. Make sure you're subscribed to this show. By the way, you don't even need to go necessarily and take advantage of a sponsor. If you just give us a five-star review, screenshot that, send that to me, ross at rosstucker.com. 
to ask Steve a question. Other than that, good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.